0: Did you know your future is great? I want to stir you up concerning what God has for us in the future. As, As you move forward, even in this year. Let's look at Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43, 19. Now, the prophet in the verses before was talking about some things that God had did for the children of Israel. And then I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. But forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun it. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness, I will create rivers in, in the dry wasteland. Now, actually, this is a promise that God has given to Israel when they were in captivity. He he promised them that he's going to do something new unlike they had ever seen before because he said it's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. In other words, he's already done some things for them, uh, crossing the Red Sea, getting them out of Egypt, all of that. Now, you know, it seemed in the natural that what he was talking about is impossible. But God told him he is going to do a new way He's going to open up things for them. Now, that promise is to us also. God has made that promise to us. You know, you ever notice that some people, you can talk about the promises of God and the things that God has, and it seems like some people just step right in and begin to walk in the promises of God, and others don't. Same people sit in the same church, listen to the same message, One goes with the promises of God. The other one sort of remains where they are. And, you know, why is that happening? Why does that happen? Well, there's some people that want God to automatically bless them, just like ripe fruit, when it gets ripe, it falls off the tree. You know, my dad used to say, like... Won't fall on you like ripe cherries falling out of the tree. We have to learn to walk into the promises of God. You decide whether you're going to stay where you're at, be born again, or you can move into all the promises that God has for you. You know, there's some people that they did, It's all right. They'll settle for second best. You know that's not me I never liked a second place trophy in fact I, I was playing in the intramural sports I played in the intramural sports here until I was 64 so and one year we got second place and they give out the trophies and if I remember right, I turned around and gave it to Cameron because he was there as my oldest grandson was there. So I just turned around and gave it to him. I said, here, you can have this. <laughs> <laughs> now there's some people that are content where they are, but I want to experience everything that God says belongs to me. Hello? You know, we need to stir ourselves up to go after everything God has for us. Now, you know, anyone that belongs to Christ becomes a new person, the old life is gone, new life has begun. But uh, we we rejoice in the fact that we're a new person in Christ. But do you know what? Enjoying the promises of God requires a daily walk with Him. You know, we can rejoice for what God has done and what He has given to us and what he's done for us, but that's nothing compared to what's ahead of you. Like you, sometimes you say, man, you hadn't seen anything yet. That's what God's saying to the Israelites there. Hey, this is nothing compared. In other words, we would say it like this. Hey, this is nothing. You haven't seen anything yet. You know, now, if we're going to walk into that future that God has for us, we got to learn to let go of some things and forget some things. Now, let's go back and read that Isaiah forty-three eighteen in several translations. New King James, do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old. NLT, we just read, but forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. In the voice, don't revel only in the past and spend all your time recounting the victories of days gone by the message. Forget about what's happening. Don't keep going over old history. The good news translation. But the Lord says don't cling to the events of the past or dwell on what what happened long ago. You know there are a lot of people locked in on the fact. Oh, they're locked in on the fact of what happened in the 90s. They're locked in on what happened back in the, at this service or that service or what have they been to. Hey, that's past. Thank God for it. But God said, Hey, that's nothing compared to what's in front of you. Amen. Hello. We've had some great winter Bible seminars. We've had some great camp meetings, but that's nothing compared to what God's got out there for us. Amen. We've got to believe it and walk into it. You know, too many people are locked on their Past victories and successes, and you know they remember the great times that we had, and we've had some great times, and the people shouting and and enjoying the things of God. Somebody said, "Well, why do some people shout?" Well, if you've been delivered from what they've been delivered from, you'd probably shout too. That's what I tell people all the time. You know, they the people. There's some people that remember all their accomplishments of, of past. Now, my buddies are, are are gone now, but our wives, Lynette and, our, and and the wives of Dave and Nick, we'd get together and talk about our college days. And <laughs> one day Lynette said, you know, every time y'all tell them stories, y'all get better every time. <laughs> Any of you guys know what I'm talking about? you ever get together with your buddies, you start talking about some of the old days. (laughs) Actually, you sort of embellish it a little bit. (laughs) You know, thank God for all the great moments in our lives, naturally and spiritually. But we can't hang around those if we're going to move forward. You can't live in the past and go to the present or the future. You know, now some people are locked in on all of the negative things that's happened to them. You talk to them, you don't want to ask them how they are because you're going to be there 15 minutes, listen to them rehash stuff, and sometimes longer than that. You know, we always say, hello, how are you? We don't really want to know how they are. <laughs> Come on now, just be honest, all right? That's just a cliche greeting. But the problem is some people, they start telling you how they are. Oh, my Lord, you're, you, you don't know what I've been through. I said, no, not on hear about it either. <laughs> but I didn't say that. Don't, don't look at me like that. You thought the same thing when they said that to you too. <laughs> Do you realize our thinking about things is largely shaped on what we have experienced in our past. Come on now. It's true. You know, some people develop an attitude against everything because of what they have experienced in the past. They don't want any change. You know, Some people are afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Now, I didn't say that. I got that from somebody else, okay? The way you think locks you in where you're at. Walking in the new things requires a change in your thinking. You just can't dwell there. you got to think about what's in front of you, what's out there, what's out there. You know, remember Lot's wife, she turned around and looked back at the city because she was longingly looking back at the past. Now, we can learn from the past, but we can't live in the past. Come on, say that again. We can learn from the past, but we can't live in the past. We can learn what to do and what not to do. We can enjoy the success or we can think about the failures. You can't look back and expect to go forward. You know, looking at your past Will keep you from moving to the future. How many of you have ever tried to drive your car forward by looking in the rearview mirror? <laughs> now, if you want to go backwards, you need to look in that rearview mirror. Hello? The Israelites had left Egypt and they had a change they had a new future but now they're in another situation they're in captivity and god told them said don't look at the past because they've been delivered from egypt they've been delivered from the red sea they had all he said don't look at that forget about all that i got something else for you forget the past We need to forget the past and get ready for something better, something new. According to these scriptures, what he said here, we we look at this. Let's look at this. let's look at this. Forget forget about all that. Forget about what happened at Winter Bible last year. Forget about what happened in your life. It said, forget... (laughs) Forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. Your whole life is that way. Not just when we come to these events. You know, God wants us to have a new understanding of the word. He wants us to get a new vision for the future. He wants us to have new fellowship with him. He wants us to have new attitudes toward everything. He wants us to find new friends and find new places to minister for him. He wants us to continually have a new and fresh anointing every day. Don't revel in the anointing of yesterday. Don't talk about, oh, wasn't it great? Didn't we have a great time? Yeah, praise God. But now we, we, had, we had a great time. But now it's today. And what about Tomorrow. You see, some people are so stuck in today that they're not looking for tomorrow. God said, occupy till I come. Everybody looking out. Some people are thinking, oh, when well, we all get to heaven, what a day that will be. Some day, some happy day. Come on now. Hey, this is a happy day. You know, I saw something on Facebook just last night or yesterday or sometime or another th- it was this week anyway I-, I don't ever i don't ever go look at anything i did when i turn it on sometimes i go i go see if anybody put anything on my page and i take some of it off uh, but that's about all i do with it uh, but it, you know you get these on that when you first turn it on they got those newsfeed deals coming up and somebody was saying had a picture and said oh man we really had a holy ghost service And they're showing a picture. I thought to myself, you're supposed to have a Holy Ghost service every time you come. This is a Holy Ghost service. But you see, many people, because of where their thinking is, they're stuck here. If there's not a shout, if there's not a run, hello. It wasn't a Holy Ghost meeting. Hey, Every time we come together should be a Holy Ghost meeting. The thing we got to realize the Holy Spirit doesn't move the same all the time. When we try to put him in a box, then we stop the flow. That's why sometimes you don't see some things happening in a service is because everybody that come in there has got a certain way that they think the Holy Spirit's supposed to move, so therefore, it shuts down everything. Come with an open mind. Say, okay, whatever happens, happens. It don't have to be like it was last time. Hello? Come on now. You know, God promised us more and that's what I got for 24 more in 24, and we've got to choose to not live in yesteryear, but to move on. Oh, how many of you were here when the church we had, we first moved over in this building, and we had to, over here? Man, wasn't it great when old Donald Hagen's—he's here somewhere, probably—he would hit those Timothy drums. He's in the balcony. Where he had. There he is right there, Donald. He'd hit those Timothy drums. This orchestra pit back here, we don't use them, would start up. There was a, behind there, there's choir risers behind there. They're concrete. There was a 200-voice choir, and they started singing. And it was a full orchestra. I'm not talking about a couple of instruments. I'm talking about three or four saxophones, two or three trombones, a tuba, a harp all kinds of violins and stuff. How many of y'all remember that? And they start singing majesty. Whoa, man. That was great. I love it. But we're gone past that now. You see, we can't revel in the past. Thank God for that. Some of you may have even been a part of the choir that was singing up here. But that's we've gone to the future. Now let's continue to go to the future. What has God got planned for the future? I don't know, but I'm ready to go with it. How many of y'all ready to go with it? Because he told us it's nothing compared to what we've seen. Forget it. He said, don't even think about it. Hello. now as we move forward, we've got to learn to negotiate the different seasons. That's right. Isaiah forty three nineteen, 19, in the voice says, watch closely, I'm preparing something new. It hap- it's happening now. Even as I speak, you're about to see it. I'm preparing a way through the desert. Waters will flow where there's been none before. The message here, he's telling them, get ready for a new season, for new things a season of new supernatural things, a season that only God can bring to pass. You know, someone said that life is a series of seasons. These uh, three, one says, for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. Now, get a hold of that. One season prepares you for the next season. But if you stay stuck in this season, you never get to the new season. And I'm not wanting to stay stuck in winter. I'm ready for the new season of spring. Now, I wouldn't mind staying in spring where it's about 80 degrees every day. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to the new season of the summer when there's 110 out there. But we go through seasons, naturally and spiritually. You know, I I had a season. I traveled with my dad as a kid and then as a teenager. Then I had a college season. And then I had a military season. And then I had a season as associate pastor with my father father-in-law. And finally a season serving for 31 years with dad. And all of those seasons prepared me for where I am today. See, those different seasons sometimes didn't make sense, but I understand now, and I had enough sense to stay where I was, where God had me, even when I didn't like it. I stayed anyway. In fact, one time when I was working with Dad, I wasn't didn't wasn't having much preaching opportunities or anything. I just I took my own money. And I went and got me some tapes and I had them all duplicated and I got some albums and I had a triangle like this. It was a triangle like this. It had Living Faith Ministries. That was my, that's where I get the Living Faith for my conference, Living Faith Conference. It was Living Faith Ministries. That was gonna be my ministry. And I got all my albums and the green albums I had and I had that I had that logo on the front of them. And God said to me, Are you gonna stay and do what I asked you to do or are you gonna do your own thing? And Lynette will tell you, I took those boxes and I took them to the shipping and receiving, of course it was over at the old building in North Utica. And I give all of them down there. I said, okay, here. And I gave, the, I gave them the, the master tapes that I had done and all the tapes that I had done. And those, I, I said, here, here they are. I didn't ask for a penny. on And had, I done it with my own money. Didn't ask for nothing. You see, I had to stay where God wanted me at that time, even though I wasn't enjoying it and I didn't like it. In order to be able to be here, some of you need to stay put where you are until God tells you to move. Come on now, but there's some people always looking for. Huh, I got, I got to get out of this. Um, I got to get. Well, hey, no, you don't. Learn from where you're at, and God will take you to another level. God will take you to an, another place. Come on now, that ain't in these notes. God give me that. I said it. Doing things in the season that you are in allows you to move to the future where you ain't seen nothing yet. You haven't seen anything yet would be more correct. So what does each season do? It prepares us for the next season. Hello. Stay focused where you're at. And the future will come to you with all of the things that God has for you. Be faithful where you're at and in the season where you are are at. And you'll find that you'll walk into a new place. And you'll see some things that you've never dreamed of begin to take place because I'm getting you ready for that new season I'm getting you ready for things that you haven't seen before. Oh, yes, stay put. Remain where you are, and you'll see that there'll come a time when you'll look back and you'll say, oh, I am so glad I stayed where I'm at. And you'll see that you'll rise and begin to walk in a newness. That you've never known before. You'll see things that you have wondered about begin to become in fruition in your life. As you follow me, you will see that there are things out there that I've got for you, but you've got to get ready for the season if you're going to experience the change. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. That was the Holy Spirit speaking. <laughs> son said, well, that was for me. Hey, if you if you needed it, take it. My dad always told me, he said, people, he'd say, son, people come up and ask when they hear something from the Holy Spirit like that. Well, was that for me? And I always tell him, hey, if it fits, take it. Come on now. You know, The future is in front of us. Many times God leads us in increments. A little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. Actually, God never shows us the full thing because if he did, we wouldn't be walking by faith. We'd be walking by sight. So he leads us like we do with a flashlight in the dark. You know, you can't see the end of the trail, but you can see one step at a time. And as you take one step at a time where the light shines, you'll come out on the other side. Hello. You know, throughout history, you have seen seasons. Many of you have experienced these. You know, we never experienced the, the revival of Pentecost at Zusa Street, but. Many of us, myself and many others in this, have experienced the healing revivals of 47 to 58. Many of you experienced the charismatic renewal. We've experienced the word and the teaching uh, revival. And then there was the joy and the laughter revival in the Holy Ghost. These things would move and they'd last for a while. And then there would come a law and you'd begin to see that there was a new wave of God's power. There was something happening and we've gone through that. And I'm telling you right now that there has been a law, but I'm telling you, just as those surfers out on on their surfboards, they began to look and they began to see, but that wave goes by. They let that wave go by. But then they see the big groundswell coming and they catch that wave and they ride it out and then they go back out and catch another wave hey all of these waves of the spirit that have come through they're great don't don't hang on to them go back out and catch the new wave that's coming in and you'll find that things is going to change in your life you know the spirit of god puts seasons on us so that we'll know where we're to go next. Romans 8, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God, so you have not received the spirit of fear. Instead, you've received God's Spirit when he adopted you. Now here, I want you to realize that the children of Israel were led by the power of God through a pillar of cloud, And a fire. When it moved, they moved. When it stopped, they stopped the day of Pentecost a wind came blowing in new translation says on the day of Pentecost all the believers were meeting together in one place and suddenly there was a sound from heaven like a roaring mighty wind storm it filled the house where they were sitting then what looked like flames of tongues of fire appeared and settled them in and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit began to speak in another language as the Spirit gave them utterance here you find the disciples on the day of Pentecost make a decision to receive what was coming or to look back and say, oh, wasn't it great when we walked with Jesus? Oh, could we go back there and be with him? No. They said he, Jesus had told them, I I go, I'm going to send another comforter, the Holy Spirit, And they embrace the new season. And we can read the rest of the story in Acts up to the 28th chapter. The Acts did not stop at 28. We are still writing the book of Acts. (laughs) Right now, today, we are still writing the book of Acts. It is the Acts of the church. That's the early church. We're the latter church. And we're still the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Ecclesia ones, Ecclesia. Now I want you to notice the thing we need to get ready for—the wind of the Spirit still blowing today. It's blowing stronger. I, I I begin to notice that in services as we are traveling out, I've noticed the, the, that there there seems to be. A sort of a, a more of a move I've noticed in the students that we have in the school there is more of a hunger I'm going to tell you the wind is starting to blow Begin if you'll stop and think about it you begin to feel the wind of the Holy Spirit it's blowing today to blow you into a new future to blow you into a new new thing with God he said it's nothing compared to what is coming but you have to be ready and you have to move with it he's getting you ready to move there he's getting you ready for what's coming tomorrow the wind of the spirit is blowing get in line with it Man, when you've got a sailboat, you've got to line up and get that sail just right in the wind so it catches the wind and moves you forward. If you don't get the sail right, you're not going anywhere. Let's get our spiritual sails up and let's begin to let the wind of the Holy Spirit carry us where He needs to carry us. As a church, Rhema Bible Church, but as individuals, let the Spirit carry you where you need to be so you can enjoy life. That life that God said that we could have. John 10, 10, give you life and that more abundantly, or that to the full. Tonight, today is the day to realize your future is great and you ain't seen nothing yet, God's saying. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory to God. Heavenly Father, I thank you today for the words we've experienced today. Help us to get ourselves ready to move with you into the things that you have for us. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Bow your heads for just a minute, please. If you're in this place, you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. I want you to know him so you can experience what we were talking about this morning. Or you know what it is to serve. God, but you got off track taking a little detour and you need to just to come back and get right on track and de- de- rededicate your life anybody in this congregation anywhere upstairs downstairs anywhere say i need jesus i need to rededicate my life let me see your hand i want to pray with you and for you but i can't do that if i don't know who you're at so just raise your hand anywhere in the room i'm looking there's a hand over here thank you thank you jesus Thank you, Jesus. Anybody in here this morning says, I know I'm born of the Spirit, but I've never been filled with the Spirit according to Acts 2, 4 that we just quoted there. And you'd like to receive the Holy Spirit this morning. Let me see your hand. Anybody in the room? There's some hands being raised. Everybody stand, please. Everybody stand, please. If you raised your hand, wanted to raise your hand, should have raised your hand, I'm going right down to the front. I want you to come down here and I want to pray with you like I said I would. If you're in the balcony, the ushers will help you get down here. Come on now. If you raised your hand, should have raised your hand, wanted to raise your hand, come on down now as they sing. Come on right now. Come on right now. Hallelujah to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. thank God, thank God. Thank God. God bless you guys Jesus God bless you bless you man praise God thank you Jesus come on just come on hallelujah just God. God. Bless, you. bless you come on this is the time to change your life forever come on right now in the balcony the ushers help to get down there anybody coming from the balcony hallelujah to Jesus come on anybody else want to join these Raise your hand should have raised your hand wanted to raise your hand I want you to come on down here right now come on down here right now I'm waiting on you come on wait just a minute come on if you're coming come on now I'm going to wait another minute thank you Jesus hallelujah you people that are standing here in front of me look at me right now I got three books in my hand one called New Birth one called In Him and one called Wine Tongue Talk about the Holy Spirit if I said I was going to give these to you and I put them out here like this, how are you going to get them? You got them. They're yours. Now, every one of y'all going to get those same books in just a minute. That's a little exercise I did. I can give you a book, but I can't give you the spiritual thing you came for. It comes from heaven on high. Just as she reached her hand out, I want you to reach one hand. Who I don't care which one it is. And with that hand, you're saying, I, to God, I'm reaching up to get what I came for. Congregation, reach your hands out as I pray for them today. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every one of these that are here today. I thank you, Father, that every spiritual need in their lives are met today. Salvation, rededication, Holy and filling of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hand down and look at me for just a moment. I want you to go to a special place of prayer where you can be prayed with individually and in depth given these three books, okay? Would you just turn and see Greg right there? He'll take you to that special place. Just follow him as he, just follow him right there. Thank you. Give him a hand as I go. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Some of them are coming just to rededicate. I could tell that. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Isn't Jesus wonderful? As they go to the place to be prayed with, to be to reach hands out and say, Heavenly Father, thank you for each one. Let's go into the prayer room. Thank you. They'll never be the same again after today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Well, praise God. Glory to God. I think the Lord was talking to us this morning. Staff, go to the doors so we can be there. Uh, connection team, go find our first-time guest and take them to the North Lobby to receive that special gift that we have for them. If you're a first-time guest and you're looking for a church home, why do we say, church? Welcome home. Just come and join us. We have a great time serving God around here, bringing hope, help, and healing to the world. It's a pattern in this church for the church staff to go to. We got four lobbies and we rotate the different pastors, rotate the lobbies to shake your hand as you go out. I'm going south. I'm going to be at the south doors today. That tells you where everybody else is going to be. Hey, tonight at four o'clock, I think the door's open. Hey, come. It's going to be a great time of fellowship, even if you don't even care about football. Come to enjoy fellowship with your fellow your fella church members, okay? And then Wednesday night, hey, y'all know how I found out about Wednesday, about Wednesday night? I found, I found out about it when they announced it last Sunday. I didn't even know about it. I tell you. <laughs> but, hey, I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll, we'll do something. I've been married for 58 years. I guess I've learned something in 58 years. So <laughs> Praise the Lord. Shake in with somebody. They're going to sing. Let me get out up here. God bless you. We'll see you tonight. It's going to be fun. Come and have fun. Because it's a new season. It's a new season. Shut yeah. up.